don't wait till you're thrown off your feet with chronic pain, like all these other things like I was. Witnessing in the body what is happening when you are experiencing this anxiety, is your heart beating? Do you have a lump in your throat? Do you, are you sweating? Like, where is this in your body? And acknowledge your feelings about this anxiety. Acknowledge, I, I acknowledge this anxiousness in my body and seeing and witnessing these sensations that are occurring in your body and just meet yourself there and just hold yourself. I am just a girl, passionate about breaking old generational cycles so that I can create a better legacy for my children. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Butterfly Effect, Breaking Old Generational Cycles. I am so excited today to have my guest, Valerie Rubin. Valerie is a rapid transformational therapy therapist. So guess what, guys? She does the work that I am also passionate about. And I am so excited to be talking to her today about breaking old generational cycles. Thank you, Valerie, for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be on here. Yes, I know we're going to have that our conversation is going to be explosive because of the work that you do. And I love when my guests bring their personal stories into this topic, because this is a really um, important and passionate topic um, to me. So when you hear the phrase breaking old generational cycles, what do you think of? When I hear the question, you know, what do you think of breaking generational cycles? I really think that's bringing forth a new future generation in what we want to have and embody because there's so much trauma in the world and, you know, in things like that. And so people carry these traumas from past generations. And this is why I'm so passionate about the work that we both do, because we are breaking that for people by really breaking that glass ceiling of this is the pattern. This is why you have it subconsciously and let's rewire it and change it. So future generations and other people around you aren't going to see you repeating this generational pattern or trauma, or you won't pass it on to future children. Yes. Listen, the passing on to children, that's my biggest reason, my biggest passion for what I do, because it is so easy to pass on as you, as we all know, as you see with the work that you do, it's so easy. And sometimes it's passed on with some simple things right? Some simple things. So most of us aren't aware of the patterns we're carrying. That's first and foremost, right? But then sometimes we become aware and we have no idea what to do with it. And Mm. I really think that's a bigger issue there. When you're walking around with the explosions about to happen and you have no idea what to do with it. So thank you for sharing that because that's um, creating that 
new pattern for children, that's a passion of mine. What is your generational cycle that you are breaking? Yeah, I love this question. Um, What is my generational cycle that I am breaking? So for me personally, just sharing a little bit of a personal story. Um, My dad had, you know, unresolved PTSD, generalized anxiety disorder, and just a lot of things going on with his mental health that were generationally passed down to me. And that's what I've been spending the last few years doing this work, really breaking these generational traumas with rapid transformational therapy. And because I knew I had that awareness, but not a lot of people do have that awareness, but it's like asking yourself in this once you realize or maybe become aware of this pattern, is this mine? Does this feel like this is mine? And so for me, my my whole story and generational trauma pattern that I have been breaking and is really been, you know, anxiety and really breaking through that. And it's something that most people have. And they also, they're probably aware of it. They might realize, oh, my, maybe my parents had it or both my parents had it. But some people think different beliefs about anxiety. But I think that's a really, really important generational trauma cycle to break because it's so easy to pass on, especially with society in its fast paced environment. It's so easy to pass on something like anxiety. It sure is. And I'm going to share a personal story that I probably have only told a few people, but this, so I had postpartum depression when my daughter was born. My, uh, she, she's turning 13 in August. So she's a big girl now, but I would say about four years ago, maybe three and a half years ago, I started seeing her in a way where I thought that she was suffering from anxieties. So I, you know, was talking to a friend and I was like, oh my goodness, um, I think she's experiencing anxieties. As a parent, I'm getting really concerned and I need to do the, go find her the best care and go find her someone who can help her with that. So Valerie, I took my baby girl to this um, psychologist, like she was the best in the area and she does this assessment that takes hours and she gives you a report back that is like um, a dissertation about your child. And when I went to the feedback session, I will never forget the psychologist looked at me and she said, so I have some good news. And I said, okay, yeah. She goes, she does not suffer from anxieties. And she went through the whole list and she was like, she's, she actually has a healthy mind and she started just going through and showing me things and talking to me through this report. And I was sitting there, Valerie, and I was puzzled and I, I couldn't wrap my mind around the things that I saw that I thought was an anxiety issue. So we come home and in a few days, I realized it wasn't her with the anxiety issue. It was me. And I, isn't that deep? And I was projecting it on her. And, mm. and so after that session, you know, with the psychologist and her sharing 
about my baby girl. And, you know, I'm looking at this child like this is a if this report says this, what the heck was I seeing? Okay, I was seeing me. And so it is such an important awareness to have. And it's so awesome that you're bringing that up as something to break. Because if we don't, we pass it on. So just imagine if I didn't have the awareness to say, let me go check this out, then I would constantly pass on those things to her, which eventually, guess what would happen to her? she would start having my anxiety. So I wanted to share that because I do believe if we can just um, work through the things that we picked up growing up, then we won't pass it on. We won't pass it on to our children. So thank you for this topic. I'm excited. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm so excited to be talking about this. I think this is a really important conversation to talk about really everywhere in schools and and, in different, maybe, you know, low-income communities where people maybe might not be as aware. And it's so important to be bringing light to this conversation. So thank you so much for sharing. I I hold that close to my heart and that's really special and beautiful that you were able to have that awareness that, whoa, I was projecting this onto my daughter and that's really beautiful to have that awareness. Yes. Thank you so much. Cause there's nothing wrong with my baby girl. She's just a regular kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. So Valerie, what was that defining moment for you that made you recognize that this anxiety issue was the thing to break in your family? Yeah. So for me, it wasn't just like, oh, you know, I was having panic attacks here and there. It was kind of like a huge snowball effect that was accumulating for years and years and years. And so I remember the defining moment was I, this was really, it was like, I found a rapid transformational therapist. I had no idea. I was like in school for psychology in my bachelor's degree. And so I was like, wow. And then really the defining moment was like after the session, as I realized the anxiety was not about me at all. It was not about me at all. It was about behaviors that were modeled to me and patterns that were passed on to me that didn't have anything to do with myself. And like before I did the session, you know, I had anxiety, but I also had chronic pain. And I was I had, I was 20 at the time and I had chronic pain all over my body. It it started with headaches and the neck pain and my shoulders. And then it was just, I felt like a 90 year old woman in a 20 year old body. And so for me, it was like, that really was the wake up call and defining moment was like, I felt like I had anxiety. I had trichomania at the time where I was pulling out my hair because I did not know how to cope with stress. Like it was just so many things snowballing on top of the other and so it was just that was really the defining moment of wow this was what I really need to be working on or else this is going to get worse and it was was so many issues but after the session all of them slowly went away all of them really went away cumulatively over time and it's like was a very insane process to realize whoa the anxiety was at the core of all of these other challenges and patterns that i was experiencing you know i smiled when you said after the session all of them went away because that's the power of what we do 
And I'm saying, I'm telling the listeners, rapid transformational therapy, if you haven't experienced a session with a practitioner or a therapist, you should. I'm I'm just, I am, and I'm biased in a way because I know how powerful the process is and how impactful the outcome is. And if you have, then I know, you know, and I have, you know, some of my clients, they listen to my podcast, so they can be a testimony to the results. I am a testimony to the results because I've had sessions, but I do want to just applaud you for approaching it at such a young age. There's so many of us, me included, that it took so many years to find a modality like RTT that could help us to unpack all of our shit. And (laughs) because we're carrying a lot of it, right? Yeah, Yeah, totally. I think with that, you know, when I trained live in RTT, you know, some people were, you know, up in their 70s and they were like, wow, like you at the time, you're, you, they were like, wow, you're so young. Like, wow, what I would have done to be in your position at that age. But I really think like we heal or find this when we are supposed to. So like, if you are listening, that clearly means you're listening for a reason. And I just tell everyone about RTT because it is just so dang powerful. Cause like I was the client first, that was my whole story was I was the client first and I was going to get my PhD in clinical psychology and like be a talk therapist. And I think talk therapy can be a great support, but I think if you want, you know, a a deep rooted approach where we find a deep rooted approach and you want deep healing and are ready to really go within and really change these patterns and are ready for that, RTT is a great modality for that. And I am just so passionate about this work and what we do because it saves lives truly. Because when we aren't living in this chronic fear state, we aren't living in this anxious state all the time, or we're not suffering with chronic pain, or we feel like we can finally go after our dreams. It is so life-changing. And it's a session where in a few hours, you can have so many massive breakthroughs when it could be taking years to do that in traditional talk therapy. So this is why I think this work is just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I love your work, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This conversation is so important because a lot of people are suffering with anxiety, with, um, PTSD or complex PTSD and actually have been for generations. And of course, you know, the terminologies came later um, in life, but to know what they are and to be able to address them in a way where it's going to the core and the root cause. And the reason why you know, I used a reference about my daughter is because you talked about your your dad struggling with anxiety and PTSD. And I suffered with anxiety and depression all my life and didn't really know it because I was just going with the flow and then the, it felt this is life, right? So you, you're living and you're like, this is life. Do you know what I mean? 
Totally. Oh yeah. That was my whole thing was like, Oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm functioning. I'm doing my life. Like I, I got, you know, Dean's list every semester in college, living my best life and whatever. But like, I was truly suffering. And it's funny that you say that because one of my clients who I, who I've helped and with RTT and my program or when he had complex PTSD and anxiety, and he told me, I didn't know that this wasn't normal Mm -hmm. because people don't have that awareness because I think sometimes people are just used to feeling this way or feeling a certain way. And that is their normal and that they don't know anything outside of that. And I'll ask people when they're about to work with me, I ask them like, what would you like your life to look like beyond Mm -hmm. anxiety? Like, how would your life be different without anxiety? And a lot of them don't even know how to answer that because we're so conditioned to, and our bodies and our subconscious and our mind is primed to be in this fight or flight state. And so when we bring that awareness and we realize, whoa, this isn't normal to be living in this debilitating state all the time. Wow. Cause we're taught, we're also taught like, almost like, you know, well, this is my normal, like I'm functioning. And even if you're not functioning, you might be modeled that that's, that's normal. And you don't know beyond that. And that can also feel scary to break free from that. But it's so important to do that work because you deserve healing. You deserve to receive support and you deserve help because you and I both know what it's like to suffer from those things. And it's, it's like, you deserve healing and and you can receive that. Yes. I'm so happy that you're sharing that. And this is why I do what I do. This is why I am a life coach. And this is why I do RTT. And this is why I have forums like this podcast is to bring the awareness to people that you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to suffer at all. Mm -hmm. It's if you just reach out and experience something different, talk to someone, find new groups, get out of the norm, find new people to be around, listen to the conversations that people are having, listen to your body, because I wanted to go back, I wrote down chronic pain, and I wanted to go back to that. Mm -hmm. I would be remiss if I just skipped over that part. Because our body keeps score. And when you are young, as young as you were 20, Valerie, I was 14 when my chronic pain started. Yeah, that's when mine started. And that's when it ended. It was 20. That's crazy. Yeah. 14 when my chronic pain started. And it took me a lifetime of feeling all of that pain and going through that pain and crying through them and going to doctors and not understanding what the pain was. And then in my 40s, so listen to what I said. I was 14 when the chronic pain came. And in my 40s, after I had my baby, my doctor diagnosed it as fibromyalgia. And I love my doctor, right? And he's probably one of my favorite people in the world. I'll go back to him all the time. But that's what was diagnosed after many years because that's how they could fit it in. Mm -hmm. But the other day I was doing a clubhouse with some friends and one of the person said that 
they started normalizing and they wish other people would do that when they go to doctor's visits to lead, not necessarily with the problem, but with your trauma. Mm. And so I just thought that was so profound, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And and so that would give your medical doctor a deeper understanding of what could be at the root, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they're going through the checklist and what's causing our chronic pains could be our traumas, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. I think, and I think at least like for me, I did not have that awareness, you know, that like, whoa, this anxiety, this was really the root of like why this chronic pain was showing up. And because I was suppressing emotions unconsciously. So what you said earlier of like, you know, I was, I had to release all these emotions and feelings and that's when my chronic pain started to go away was I also started releasing these, all the traumas in my body throughout crying. And I think that's so important for people to realize that like crying is a sign of healing and letting go. And this might be hard for those listening who are the strong ones in their families or the peacemakers in their families, Mm. or, you know, that was my role was like, I was always the strong one when things were going on with chaos and things like that. And so I think that's really important, you know, and then, you know, as I grew up, I learned so much about healing work. And and I remember watching this video and that's what really shifted everything for me was this girl was talking about her own childhood traumas And she was saying, you know, she was, she would just literally say to herself when she was crying, it's okay to cry. And she just told herself that. And she just told herself that, you know, as she was crying and it made her cry more. And so I started utilizing that. And what that did for me was that brought acceptance and love for myself and for like my inner child who was suffering. And so I just think, you know, crying and feeling your feelings, it's not always easy when you're taught to suppress them, or you might, you might have felt unsafe in childhood to express them. But it's so freaking important to do that and to cry and let it out. Because crying is or if something is coming up for you, it's showing that it's meant to be released, healed and worked through. So that is like, if you are suffering from chronic pain, that is my number one thing. It's like, what? cry and obviously get support but like that is my number one thing and and know that like you aren't alone and that crying is so freaking healing and allow yourself to do that so yeah I love I love that because if you're in healing work you know that the release must happen and a lot of people are afraid of the release because they feel that pain, that emotion is just bringing up old hurts and old memories. But I always say, you know, let that shit go. (laughs) And then once you let it go, your crying is like releasing toxins from your body. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to cry because to your point, Valerie, growing up, they were told not to or stop that crying, or why are you crying? And let me tell you how passionate I am about breaking old patterns. Now, if you didn't know, now you know, right? So let me tell you how passionate I am. I found myself 
telling my daughter not to cry when she was younger mm-hmm. and just trying to soothe her. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm on a, a call with a client and she overheard me telling that client to release it and let it go. And it was okay to cry. And my baby girl came to me and she said, so mommy, I am so confused. How is it that you tell them they can cry and it's okay to release it? But when I'm crying, you don't want me to cry. And Valerie, that was a game changer for me. And in the moment, I looked at her and the answer came. The answer came easily. I said, because you know what? It's unfair that I do that. It's not because of you. It's because of me. Because I am trying to soothe you from crying and not allowing you to release it. Because when you cry, it makes mommy feel like, you know, hurt. And I want you to be okay. So I just started telling her the whys. And then I said, but from today going forward, no more. I will not do it anymore. When you're ready to cry, you cry. Crying is a good release. And I just went through the same script that I would have told a client. Now that was just profound because I have in my household children who are able to express themselves, right? But but what if that baby girl couldn't express herself? She would carry that with her for a lifetime. Yes. Yes. Totally. Oh my God. Yes. And like, wow. So beautiful that you're, you know, you're a true testament of the work and, you know, you're breaking generational traumas each and every day with clients, with your own children. And that's so freaking important to raise these children to know that it is okay to express your emotions and to cry because lots of people in, in the future as adults, if you don't have that narrative that it's okay to cry and it's a sign of release, then, you know, maybe you're addicted to social media. You're, as soon as you start to feel any sort of emotion, you're looking through and scrolling. And that was a pattern of mine. Um, Some people use drugs or alcohol or sex or, you know, to numb those inner feelings. Shopping, shopping. shopping, I used to, I used to use shopping. Yeah. 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 So did one of my friends. Yeah. There's so many ways that we do that as a form of avoidance. And because we, a lot of people weren't taught that narrative that you taught your daughter that it's okay to cry, it's okay to release. And most people don't have those type of very conscious aware parents. And so I think it's really important to, you know, teach our children what you taught your child and what you teach your children, because that's so freaking important. And that is what breaking generational trauma looks like. And, and yes, and like, and like bringing that awareness like that's so freaking important so I just commend you for doing the work and that impacting your children because that is what's bringing new conscious adults and new amazing people in this world yes yes thank you so much for that thank you so much I just feel it is so important that if we say that we are breaking generational cycles that we take the actions that is associated with breaking old generational cycles. And Mm -hmm. because I want them to be better, I want them to be Mm -hmm. better than I am. And in order Mm -hmm. to do so, I throw my freaking ego out the door when I deal with my children. 
you know, mm-hmm. I throw that whole, I'm the mom. I just let them guide me now. Now, was I always that woman? No, but I was always a gentle mom because that's mm-hmm. what I wanted growing up. But I wasn't always this aware. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. You don't necessarily start out that way. But guess what, everyone? You can get there. You can mm-hmm. get there. This is such a great conversation. Yeah, I love it. I think this is such an important conversation, especially if you're a mom or you want to be a mom or or a dad or you want to be a dad. Like listen to this conversation and look at, you know, Stacy's testament of doing the work and how it's affected her children because everything, you know, you do as parents affects your children and I think that's empowering. That might sound scary, but I think that's empowering that that we get to model as parents, what we didn't get growing up, and we are the change makers for them. And that affects them. Absolutely. I have a 20 year old son that comes to me um, whenever he is not feeling at his best. And I feel so good about that, you know, and we could just Mm -hmm. sit down in the middle of our loft in our house and just have an RTT quick session and find the root. And let me tell you, and when the root is me, I still go with it. I go with mm-hmm. the flow 100. I let him release it if he has to, you know, dialogue with the herder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. but that's, that's a way of allowing yourself, me, meaning me, to put ego out the door and mm-hmm. allow our children to heal mm-hmm. and allow the people we love to heal. And even more important, allow ourselves to heal it always always starts within you it all starts with you and then yes. it's a catalyst effect you know yes yes so what challenges did you face in this work of breaking the cycle as it pertains to anxiety with your family yeah um what a great question so i think for me like some challenges were you know, it was very hard. That was really my first step was releasing the emotion. And so that was so hard to break that conditioning that, you know, feeling unsafe to cry, feeling like, you know, there's something wrong with me if I cry, releasing emotion, there's something wrong. That was a huge one. And as you break patterns, they might come up again to show, okay, have you really moved through this? And for me, another, I know this is kind of going back to your earlier question, another deep like aha moment was when I was attracting emotionally unavailable partners. Mm -hmm. And it was my last, you know, it was like that last partner. And I was like, I was like 20. And I was like, something is within me that's attracting this because this is a pattern that I keep seeing. And yes, of course, you know, I was younger, like people are different maturity levels at that point. But still, Mm -hmm. I was like, there's something within me that needs to be released and there's something in me that needs to be healed. And so, and then I found RTT a month later, you know, of course I had anxieties and that was what I went for, but what you find out of these sessions are so impactful and empowering and life changing in my opinion and my personal and professional opinion. Um, But that was another aha moment. And for me was like, I'm attracting the same person with a different face. And, yes. you know, that looks like someone who's emotionally unavailable or not there for you or, you know, because we attract our caregivers unless in different in romantic partnership. Yes. And so I think that's really important. 
but that was like another challenge was they kept coming up until I said no. Yes. Until I broke that pattern and decided to make changes. And so those were like some of the challenges for me um, was like attracting those emotionally unavailable people until I really broke that cycle. And then, you know, also just challenges of like recurring anxiety that would come up and just really working through that and meeting myself with acceptance and love instead of pushing it away or making myself feel some sort of negative emotion towards it when everything is just neutral. We just need to accept what we are going through. And that resistance to the actual emotion or feeling is the problem, is the issue of why this anxiety is coming up or why Maybe this emotional unavailability is still coming up. You need to accept where you're at without resistance, without judgment, because that is when things shift internally and externally. And it's just, wow. Yes. I love it because here's the thing about what you just said. You said you were 20. And every time you say that, I just smile because... That's amazing. My son is 20 and I help him now through any type of issues he may have and he'll easily come to me and we work through it. But I remember at 20, I was so damn lost. Like, and just going through those emotions and not knowing I was on autopilot. So I just applaud you. I applaud you for finding this space at such a young age and I'm happy for you for finding this space at such a young age I mean that's that's freeing you're just creating a new path for yourself and I love it so I'm going to ask what's your gems your final gems that you have for listeners around breaking the patterns of anxiety I really think is like the first step seeing where you're at, meeting yourself where you're at. If you're constantly having panic attacks, look at that and be like, my body and my mind is giving me data that something is off, that it's something is off. Personally, I think social media can be too normalizing with certain things. And I think social media can be beautiful. But sometimes if I would have seen like certain things of like, you know, panic attacks are are normal they, they are normal and they're common, but they're not optimal. You don't want to live with them. And they're showing that something is off internally yes. or with your body. And you need to pay attention to that. Yes. So really meeting yourself where you're at without judgment, that would be the first step is like, okay, am I having so much, anxiety? what is going on with this anxiety? You know, is this showing up in my relationships? Is this showing up in my work? Is this affecting my daily living? That's your first question. That's when it's like, okay, I really need to find support if it's a yes. And meeting yourself where you're at and loving yourself where you're at. And then another thing would be just allow emotions to come up without judgment as well. And the third is to really receive support from someone who has knowledge around anxiety and can really help you work through those on a subconscious level. That would be my top three things, truly. I love them. And you know, where do you find them in your body? Where do you find the anxiety in your body? Because we spoke Mm -hmm. about it before that our body speaks. That one really stood out to me because it sure does. It literally, I say it taps 
then it nudges, and then it mm-hmm. all out shoves you over, knock you off your feet. And right. so, yeah, so we have to learn to listen to the taps, right? Oh. We, <laughs> just yes. listen to the taps. Don't wait to be knocked off your feet with anxiety or any other ailment, especially if they're emotional, right? Then your third one about support, mm-hmm. find the help you need. Find the modality that works for you. Yes, Mm -hmm. we are biased to RTT because we are RTT practitioners and because we know that it works. But there's so many other modalities out there that can help you with anxiety and understanding that when you are helping yourself, you're helping everybody else around you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't wait till you're thrown off your feet with chronic pain, like all these other things like I was. Just one last thing, what you said in the body, witnessing in the body what is happening when you are experiencing this anxiety. Is your heart beating? Um, Do you have a lump in your throat? Do you feel, are you sweating? Like, where is this in your body? And acknowledge your feelings about this anxiety. Acknowledge, I, I acknowledge this anxiousness in my body. And seeing and witnessing these sensations that are occurring in your body and just meet yourself there and just hold yourself there and just continue to breathe through it because the mind likes to give stories to why we're experiencing that. And that's fine, but just let it come up. So it releases. So that was my last thing as well. But yeah, a hundred percent find support, whether that's, I don't know, joining a meditation circle or traditional talk therapy, RTT, there's so many beautiful modalities out there to start you on your journey. There's so many books. And for anyone listening, struggling, please get the help you need because you get to live a life beyond your trauma and anxiety or chronic pain or depression. You deserve that. Yes, absolutely. So Valerie, this has been fantastic. I want you to tell everyone how to find you and just remind us what you specialize in. Yeah. Thank you so much, Stacy. Yeah. So I, um, I'm a rapid transformational therapist and I specialize in helping people with anxiety, you know, overcome anxiety so they can really get the freedom and confidence they deserve. Um, and where you can find me. Um, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at heal with Val H E A L with B A L. And then I also have a Facebook group for this exact reason, because people feel so alone going through this. And it's literally called entrepreneurs with anxiety on Facebook. If you look that up, or if you go on my Instagram, it's linked in my bio there, because I really wanted to bring, you know, awareness and support to the space that you aren't alone. So yeah, that is where you can find me. Thank you so much for having me on, Stacey. It was such a beautiful honor to be on your podcast. I love these conversations. So thank you so, so much. You're so welcome. Valerie, I could have had a conversation with you all day on this topic. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much, Stacey. And I want my listeners to know that in the end, I want you to be inspired to break free from the old constructs of the past and create a new legacy.